The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Aaron Ahuvia, PhD, is a professor of marketing and research psychologist who's been ranked 22 in the world for research impact in consumer behaviour and ranked in the top 2% of all scientists in the world across all disciplines by an independent study from Stanford University. And Aaron is on the line with us here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So you've got this book out called The Things We Love. How would you describe it? Well, it's about the psychology of love, but it's a little different. There's about a thousand books on the psychology of love, probably 10,000 books. But this is the only one uh, that talks about what's going on when we love activities or objects or nature or brands or products or just all kinds of stuff other than people that we love. And I throw pets in there, too. I guess that's something that's never been covered before, is it? I never really thought about the love for activities. But is that love? I guess it's a different love to a partner or a family member or a friend, right? Yeah. Well, there's lots of different kinds of love, right? And love for, you know, the romantic love we feel uh, is different from the love we feel for our family members, our children or, or whoever. And that's different from a friend. And all of that is different from the love we feel for objects or activities. Uh, yeah. But they have certain things in common, which, you know, and they share certain core common uh, psychological processes in the brain, which is why they're all love. So what gave you the idea to write this book? And I guess when did you discover that activities, we have love for them in this way? I've been doing this research for many years. It started when I was actually a PhD student, which was 30 years ago. Wow. Um, some, some real old timers, there's a, a famous marketing professor named Philip Kotler, and I was taking a class with him. And he, this was in the PhD program at Northwestern at Kellogg. And he was of the view that, you know, everything was marketing. Even dating was marketing because you're sort of marketing yourself to the other person. And yeah. I was single at the time and I thought dating was way more interesting than real marketing. So I asked him if I could write my term paper on that. And not only did he say yes, but he connected me with a professor, Mara Edelman, who had data on a dating service, which mm-hmm. was one of the 
just getting going. This was before the internet. Uh, and we ended up doing uh, research on dating services sort of just before the creation of the internet into the early internet. And so we saw that whole transition. And now, you know, at the time we started doing this, very, very few people connected this way. And now it's the single most common way that people do connect through some sort of online or other intermediary. Yeah. But in any event, uh, I wrote a whole bunch of papers with her, I ended up actually on the Oprah Winfrey show. It was very fun. And I studied the psychology of romantic love in order to do that work. Then when I needed a dissertation topic, I realized that, you know, it just wasn't going to cut it at a mainstream business school to be the dating service professor. <laughs> I needed something, you know, a little bit more, uh, you know, mainstream in marketing. And then it occurred to me, well, you know, people love products and, and brands. And I had done all this reading for years on the psychology of love, and I didn't want to let that go to waste. So I started doing sort of applying that to people's love of products and brands. It turns out that, you know, not surprisingly, lots and lots of people had studied similar kinds of things, had looked at people, you know, why people are interested in in products and brands and their strong feelings about them, etc. But nobody had really said, well, what does the psychology of love specifically have to say about the way we relate to these kinds of objects? So I was the first person to really do in-depth empirical work on this topic. And I've been doing that work for about 30 years. And I really wanted to share it with the general public because I think it is fascinating. Yeah. How much has the dating systems changed over the years? Because I can't imagine a dating system without the internet. When I first started doing this uh, research in dating systems, uh, the two biggest, you know, the, the normal way people met each other was just informally. But if you wanted to have some sort of a dating service, the two big forms, one was in newspapers and magazines, and people would play singles ads which were little print ads of about 100 words describing themselves. And then there would be a phone number, not your personal phone number, but a phone number controlled by the newspaper. And other people who were interested would phone this phone number. And the way the newspaper would make money is that they would get you know, a certain amount of money per minute that the person spent on the phone listening to people describe themselves and then leaving phone messages for people that they were interested in meeting. And this was hugely profitable. Um, certain magazines or, or newspapers were making a million dollars a month <laughs> just from, from people phoning in. So this was <laughs> becoming very profitable. Uh, and then, of course, the Internet comes along and does this whole thing much better. And in fact, a lot of those magazines ended up going out of business when in part due to the internet coming in, taking over that revenue source. On your website for the book, it's got an is it really love quiz. Now I did it and it's interesting because I chose an object and mm -hmm. all my answers were mostly positive and yet it comes out saying that it is not love. There's two different ways of thinking about uh, love and sort of how much we feel love or what is real love. So one way is sort of analogous to saying it's only a hot day if it's, say, over 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, but there's another way of thinking about things. And that, that that would be to say that, you know, it's only love if it's this really strong, intense kind of relationship. 
there's an analogy though, which says, hey, maybe we use the word, we say it's a hot day when it's over 80 degrees Fahrenheit. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But there's still heat in the air, you know, no matter what the temperature is, and you can measure more of it or less of it, right? So uh, similarly, you can, you, you can have a relationship that involves a certain amount of love at sort of lower levels, even if it isn't intense enough for people to use that the common phrase that says, well, you're really in love with this thing. So what would you say is the actual content of the book? How do you explore love? Well, it starts with this really odd sort of contradiction. So the contradiction is that on the one hand, people can only really love other people. Uh, your brain is evolved to sort out people from everything else. 
and it does this automatically and unconsciously. And then it thinks about people in different ways from the ways it thinks about other things. And sometimes it even goes so far as to have different regions of the brain. So if you watch a person sweeping the floor, your brain will think about that visual image in, in one part of the brain. Whereas if you watch a Roomba, this little robot sweeping the floor, it'll think about that in a different part of the brain. So it's quite distinct in that way. Um, and love is one of these things that's really the brain limits to people. On the other hand, there's all kinds of things that people love that aren't people. And so, well, why isn't that a bizarre contradiction or, you know, more than it is? And the answer is whenever the you really love an object, it's a case of mistaken identity at some level. Your brain is thinking about that thing as if it was a person. It doesn't mean consciously you believe it's a person, but it means your brain is doing this very unusual thing and treating that thing as if it was a person. And you can see that, for example, we love our pets, but we think about them very much as if they were people. And there's a number of different ways that the brain sort of gets tricked, if you will, into thinking about activities or objects or other things um, using the thought processes that it normally reserves for people. Yeah. And what kind of activities and things do people tend to love? I mean, is there stuff that absolutely nobody loves? I'm sure there's some things that nobody loves, but it's kind of amazing to me what a wide variety of things there are. And for the most part, even things that you would think are not that lovable, I found somebody out there, you know, who loves that thing. So if you think about like steel, just the metal itself, not anything made out of it, does not seem like a terribly lovable thing to me. But I once interviewed a guy who loved steel. He was a engineer and a metallurgist, and he was very big on all the cool things you could do with steel and how underappreciated it was as a metal. And he just loved it. So, you know, there, there's a, just as it's sometimes said that for every person, there's another person out there who's sort of their mate who will love them. Um, so too, I often think that for just about everything in the world, uh, there's somebody out there <laughs> who's yeah. going to love that thing. That said, there are some things that are loved a lot more than other things that are much more common. Now, what else is coming up for you? Have you got more books that you're working on? At the moment, what I'm really interested in is how uh, companies that have some sort of a social agenda or a social mission. So uh, these could be large companies. Sometimes they're smaller companies. But they really want to, you know, obviously they want to make a profit, but that's not their only goal. They have some other goal, uh, maybe, you know, helping the environment, reducing global warming, uh, reducing poverty. There's all kinds of different goals that they might have or just, you know, making the world a more fun or more beautiful place. How companies that have those different goals can use brand love as a marketing strategy, because mm. when customers love a brand, it is really powerful for the company. But one of the things that is true 
about the things people love is that, you know, love is deep. Love is a profound experience. And people tend to love objects and experiences that they feel connect with them on a deeper level, right? If there's some food and it just tastes delicious, you might say, oh, I love this. It tastes great. But if I said, well, you know, do you really love it? You'd say, well, no, I, you know, it's delicious, but I don't really love it. On the other hand, if there's a food that tastes great and your mother used to make it for you as a child and it's you know you associate it with your family and it has all of these sort of emotional connections for you that go way beyond that are much deeper and, and more personal for you than just the way it tastes then you might say yeah yeah i really love that food and when you translate that into marketing it's often companies that are doing something a little bit more socially progressive or you know uh public interested in some way that can generate that feeling that their products are deeply meaningful to people. And so I'm interested in working with uh, companies like this to discover, you know, what they're doing and also to help them uh, do a, a better job of that. And I'm even, I, I will, you know, make an offer. I know you're in Australia, I'm in America. So uh, I do a lot of consulting, uh, including a lot of, you know, large corporations. And I usually charge, I'm a keynote speaker. You know, one of the ways I pay the rent is by giving talks at, at companies. But if there's a company and it has some sort of a social mission and you're interested in learning about brand love, uh, if you will pay the out-of-pocket costs, I would even come uh, and waive my normal fees because uh, and give a talk and share with you what I know because I really am interested in encouraging that kind of work. And it's I'm at a point in my career where that's a, a project that excites me and I'd like to work on that. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, where are we able to find this current book, the things we love. Oh, it's on Amazon is the easiest place. Any online bookseller. Thank you very much for coming on today. It's been great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a have a great day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. 
The throbbing pulse of sound The Toby Gribben Show 